Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey everybody, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up, and I want to welcome you to another episode of this amazing podcast. Let me introduce our next guest. Denise Caldwell provides inspiration and encouragement through fashion, confidence, faith, and women empowerment. As a style and beauty expert, she has over 10 years of experience with high-end editorial and celebrity styling. She now contributes to numerous TV outlets, both national and local top 20 markets. Known as the Dress with Confidence Style Expert. Both digitally and on television, she's the influencer who promotes looking good and feeling confident through style and beauty. She has been spokesperson and consultant for many commercial brands such as Fruit of the Loom, Macy's, Eloquy, JCPenney, Marshalls, Olay, and CoverGirl. And she has also had several revolving clients such as Kohl's, H&M, Walmart, Sephora, and Laura and Taylor. Denise's personal model is when you look good, you feel good, and then you will ultimately do good. And with the world, especially right now, they can use and see more good in it. So I introduce to you all Denise Caldwell. Hey, how are you? I am well. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. The, the weather's nice and, you know, it's a good day to be in the land of the living. So I'm good. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that is right. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, I'm super excited. This podcast is lit, girl. (laughs) And let's get to the lit conversation, okay? Okay. (laughs) So I always start my podcast off by asking my guests, what is your definition or meaning of purpose? Yeah, so my definition of purpose, it's really definitely more spiritual-based. I definitely think it's something that's kind of ordained. You know, I'm a Christian, so I believe that, you know, God kind of ordained our purpose, our path. You know, he he talks about that in Scripture, like he has a plan for you, an expected end. Um, And so I always think that your purpose, you know, you have a choice with it, but also if you are, you know, paying attention to the surroundings, paying attention to visions, paying attention to ideas and just supernatural things that happen around you, you kind of will just naturally flow into your purpose um, because it's really just about existing, you know, stuff that you will leave a legacy for, you know, others that can um, really appreciate it, you know, and also indulge in it, you know, because we can have a purpose, but if everybody else is not attached to that in some type of way and benefits from it, then, you know, what really, you know, what really is your purpose? Right. Perfectly said. That is absolutely true. I say it over and over again. You know, I've asked this question on many of the time and everyone's definition is different or meaning is different, but it all sounds the same. You know, like it's all like you said, it's God given, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to find out what your purpose is tomorrow morning. You know, Mm -hmm. like you have to endure a lot of experiences to understand what your purpose is in life. Absolutely. Yes. So I always ask my guests, if you had one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why? You know what? That's so tricky because I think even before my career became a communicator, I started talking in six months. So I was like, one word. 
<laughs> I'm going to go with recently. A lot of people say this. Oh, she's a force. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, I, I like that. Um, and it wasn't a, a slight, you know, it wasn't a dig. It was, you know, definitely said in a way that was um, humbling when they said it. But also it was like they um, acknowledged my presence. They acknowledged what I brought to the table personally and professionally. So I'll definitely say I'm a small package. I'm five two. I'm fun sized, but I am a force. <laughs> yes, I love that. Listen, big things come in little packages, you know? Yes. <laughs> I can appreciate that, okay? Because my grandmother was only four foot 11 and she was something else, honey. <laughs> Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> she was something else. So, can you tell our listeners what really inspired you to become this stylist? What made you go into the fashion and beauty industry? Well, I will say, like, my parents are definitely fashion-savvy people. My dad, um, even though he is a veteran, um, when he was stationed over in Germany, um, you know, he had all these amazing trench coats and, like, leather coats and bell-bottoms, denim trench coats, and a lot of that stuff, I was like, oh, can I get this? Let me get that. Um, Once I kind of went to his storage unit, because he kept a lot of stuff, he had, like, you know, the bucket hats that are back in style now and all the paperboy hats and just, like, the beanies. He always, when I would see black and white pictures of him and just different things, he had this swag and this, like, genesis quoi about him that was amazing amazing but yet he was a man in in the uniform and he also was an athlete and a musician so you know those kind of things really um created this amazing style for him um i'm named after my dad his name is dennis um and so i'm denise um and then my mom she has just always been this fashion diva where she changes her hair color i mean now you know her her students will say miss voice because they can't always pronounce the r with miss royce you know, they'll be like, huh, something different about Miss Voice today. And it's her hair. Either she got a new piece on or something on her head, like new ponytail piece. Like, you know, yes. she's always been this fashionista type person. Like, you know, the sharp nails back in the day in the 60s and the 70s, she was rocking that. And, you know, she always was a curvy woman that embraced her figure. And so she's a shopaholic, too. You know, you give my mother $100, she can bring you back some change with a full head-to-toe look, accessories, and she even got a cab back, you know, to her destination. So she's a a savvy shopper. So that really kind of, I always loved fashion. I just didn't know I could make a career of it. It wasn't until I was like, you know, in college um, because I had majored in chemistry at uh, Howard University. So Mm. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor, you know, and then I'll be able to afford the fashion, um, that type of thing. And it wasn't until like I was midway in college when I kind of just tapped back into my visual performing arts roots because that's where I grew up in magnet school going to visual performing arts school that I was like, you know what, maybe I want to do something that really, you know, I didn't know about passion back then. You know, passion is something that's kind of a new thing, but I, it was like to follow my passion, to follow what really was going to give me some happiness um, and some enjoyment and some fulfillment. So that's where the fashion kind of came along. And then I just started doing internships. Um, you know, we talk about purpose and ordain. Like I would say I'm a late bloomer with everything because I didn't know in college really what I wanted to do after I changed mm-hmm. my major and started the internships. It was ordained paths. I would meet somebody. They would introduce me to somebody. I would get an internship. I would then meet somebody else. And then somebody be hiring. And then I'd be walking down the street and Sex and the City is filming. And they're like, oh, we can use a PA. And I'm like, oh, I don't really have any experience. I'm just an intern for the summer. But yeah, I take it. Um, it just all those things would happen. And 
it just led to my career, which was really, really great. But it really started with, um, you know, relationship and me just being open to, you know, having a positive attitude, but being open to people giving me opportunities. That is awesome. Yes. You know, the things these days just fall in place. They just fall in place. Wow. That's amazing. So what do you feel was like your biggest challenge to get where you are today? a couple of things. I mean, you know, I'm a young girl from the Midwest. Um, even though I, I describe myself as a late bloomer, some of the opportunities that I had, you know, were I was always the the only African-American in the bunch, you know, and then I'm African-American and I'm plus size, you know. So then it's like, OK, you got two things working against you, girl. And it just with my my attitude, I think, would always make people at ease but also make them feel like, oh, she's our friend in her, in our, in her mm-hmm. head, you know, that type of thing. And I use that to my advantage for TV now anyways. I'm always like, hey, I talked to you about fashion before you even had your coffee. You know, people welcome me into their home. I'm their friend mm-hmm. in their head. You know, we discuss style and beauty and what to buy, what not to wear. Um, and so I just always have been this like bubbly person that even though I feel like I am kind of shy, and I'm just like, mm, I don't really know them, but I'll just talk to them and, you know, kind of just keep it simple. But then by the end of the night, I'm always like, I never met a stranger. Once I start talking to them, we're talking about something else and it goes into dating and, you know, other things. And then you just realize, oh, we exchange numbers. Girl, we're going to have coffee. We're going shopping. We have a brunch. Like it just turns into that. So my challenge is once I come in the room, that packaging, oh, you know, she is African-American. She is plus size. Those things didn't always work to my advantage, but instantly once someone gave me an opportunity, it was success. And that's been my track record with, um, you know, I do TV for one of the most conservative news channels, which is Fox. And, you know, I had someone even tell me, you know, they were kind of concerned that, you know, you're African-American and you also are plus size. But as soon as I went on camera, as soon as I did the fashion segment, you know, send us some more segments. When can you come back? We'd love to have you back. And that really always was my, my thing, you know, not necessarily if someone openly told me, you know, or did me a favor by saying, Mm -hmm. Hey, these are things stacked against you. But even with today's show, they had never repeatedly had, you know, a young black female and plus size back to back to back on segments when I was continuously doing them. But it was because they liked my personality. They liked that we were a prepared crew. We were tight knit. We prepped, we pulled, we, we got the segment done. We packed up, left the room nice and tidy. I always sent a thank you note. And, you know, people were like, it's just a joy to work with you. So those are things that I use to keep in my mind from experience just in case, you know, they were saying, oh, you know, we, we, you know, we tried it and it didn't work out. It was like, oh, we love Denise. When can we get her back? You know, that type mm-hmm. of thing. So I always take my lemons and, you know, we make lemonade, lemon pie, lemon meringue, lemon meringue. We do it all. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. You know, you got to make it work and you have to make your stamp out here in the industry. I mean, because look at the, the, the way that they thought of you before they even, you know, encountered an experience with you. You know what I mean? So you had to always leave on a great note. So then that way they'd be like, you know what? Why did we even think that from the start? You know, like she's mm-hmm. amazing at what she does and she goes above and beyond. And the fact that you make it even more personable by leaving thank you notes and things of that sort, those are the things that people always remember. Yeah, absolutely. It was, um, I know we're going to talk about like my favorite books, but there, there's one book that I, I haven't read it in a long time, but it was something that I always 
Cherish. Um, there was a publicist named Terry Williams. She's um, she's African-American. She's retired. And I think she does a little bit every now and then. But Terry had wrote a book. Um, she It was called The Personal Touch. And it, the, the pages might have been less than 200 pages. But her book, The Personal Touch, and I think you can still get it. That one, even though it kind of still has some old school flavor in it, um, because I was in high school when I read it, you know, some stuff you kind of may just transfer into the digital age. But she was really, really, really just influ- influential in me saying, oh, you know, thank you. No, they're just going out of your way for certain things. I really liked it. And I think she might have wrote that book when I was like in elementary school, but mm-hmm. I read it in high school and some of that stuff still applied to me. That's good. That's always good. And I'm glad that you said, you know, something from like a book um, that was an author that still, you know, applied to your life. Did you have any role models or mentors growing up and did they change over the years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because I knew I had wanted to go to Howard um, since I was in the sixth grade. And my parents, they um, didn't really go to college. Like my mom, she, she had her associate's degree and she's an educator now through experience, you know, she was able to accumulate more hours, you know, for college right. and stuff. But my dad, he went to the military. He was an athlete. Um, so my my cousins and I, we were kind of the first generation college students and stuff. So when I wanted to go to Howard, I kind of needed to, you know, I sought out people that went to Howard. So um, in St. Louis, the president of the alumni chapter there, uh, Rolanda Jasper, she became like a huge mentor to me. And she was, um, she had an MBA, you know, she was a business savvy woman. Um, she was a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. She was, you know, high level in the community. So she was my mentor um, in high school. And so, you know, a lot of people like mentor in high school. I'm, I, I'm that girl. I prep a lot. Um, I'm also a Virgo. If people read into that, you know, as far as being analytical and, you know, um, everybody from Stella McCartney to Beyonce to Michael Jackson, you know, to Mark Jacobs and Tom Ford, you know, they're all Virgos. So if you think about, you know, their efforts and their echelon of career status, um, I, not to say that I'm as, as, as talented or multifaceted as them. I'm on my way, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I look to that level of preparedness. So in high school, I was always like, okay, if I want to get into Howard, if I want to get a scholarship, if I want to do this, these are things I need to hit. And uh, Rolanda Jasper was somebody that even to this day, we, she still introduces me as her mentee. But I mean, now we just more so talk like girlfriend, big sister level um, about stuff because my mentors have changed throughout as far as, um, you know, going into my career. But I always thought it was important. You know, I have male mentors that I just kind of talk to them about, you know, boardroom things, um, legal Mm -hmm. advice and things like that. So mentors are always important to me. And I have my mentors in my head, like as far as, um, you know, with the industry is concerned, um, Agnes Comack, who was at W Magazine for over 20 years, and she's she's African-American. And that was a huge thing. I remember meeting her and I was like, oh, you're a legend. And so it was a Caucasian girl that had just interviewed me for a job. And she looked like, oh, Agnes, you're a legend. And and she didn't understand it, but Agnes understood it. I had never met her before, but I had heard about her. I had read about her. And just to see that she was there in the hallway, you know, I was like, let me give her what's due. Like, you are a legend. (laughs) You know, I, I heard about you. And I always laugh because then I got to work with Agnes, with uh, Gabby Douglas, when she won her gold medals, Agnes styled her for the cover Essence. And I got to work with Agnes to get all the different dresses and stuff for um, Gabby. So 
it's kind of like she became my mentor too because we would talk about stuff, you know, and she mm-hmm. would call me for freelance project. Um, and then somebody I'd never really met, only like in passing at Fashion Week, Stacey London. Um, I loved when I was starting to pursue more TV, how authentic she was on television. You know, not necessarily always her fashion choices, but I loved how she was relatable on television. You know, she could do anything from a Downey commercial to also head up the Who, What, Where TV show that they had on TV for many years. And I just mm-hmm. love that she was really authentic. It was organic for her to be on camera. And I was like, you know what? When people ask me, like, you know, who are some of the talking head people that you admire? Stacey London always comes up um, as one of my top. So she's like a, a mentor in my head. That is awesome. That's awesome. You know, you always got to, you surely know, you got, um, your selective few, you know, that, you know, mm-hmm. had made an impact on you. And I tell people all the time, my fifth grade teacher, Ms. Lillian Miles, was one of the best. She taught me so many things in school and not just like educational, but life stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And people don't understand, like these people really care. They were genuine. They were authentic and they made a positive impact on my life. And I said, I love her to death. I even tried to go visit her she was teaching for a long time, even before I even got there. But I went to go see her thinking I was going to go see her, right, at the school. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Miss Miles retired. And I was like, she finally retired. She said she would retire when I graduated from college. And I, I graduated from undergrad in 08. But she was still teaching in 08. So I'm like, all right, Miss Miles, when you want to leave? So she said, all right, you want to get your master's degree? I'm going to retire when you've done your master's degree. And she must have chucked the deuces because she said, bye-bye. She was done. She was dumb, but she made such a great impact on my life. And I will never, ever, ever forget her. She was oh, amazing. Wow. Yeah, I, was there amazing. were a lot of school teachers that I, I definitely would say they made an impact on me too, um, just with stuff. And just even people, school teachers that weren't my actual teachers. Like when mm-hmm. I was going through the whole process of college, of applying for stuff and scholarships, there was a teacher, she was not my teacher, but I heard that she could edit essays really well. So, you know, you have to email everything in and submit everything electronically. And I was like, oh, I was like, will you, you know, I'll just come in after hours or before your classes. And she just became like my person that would edit everything with me, go through all of my Q&As and stuff. And I don't even know where that lady is to this day. Um, And it skipped my mind her name. But she, all throughout my senior year, um, that was my person. Like, yeah. And I, and when I graduated, I remember me and my mom got her a really nice gift. But, um, you know, I was like, I'm going to Howard, girl. I'm going to Howard. I got my scholarship. And, you know, it I was know just, um, it, it was a moment. But yeah, there was always those teachers, um, you know, educators, they just hold a special place in my heart anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, that my mom is an educator, even though she's like in el- the elementary school part. But mm-hmm. when you get them young, it's, it's when you can really make that impression on them, you know, to let them know who me, I can be anything I want to be. Yeah, I can do that. No, I can't do that. And, and you know, here comes Miss Voice. She's like, you can do that. You gonna do that. What you say? I'm gonna get, you know, <laughs> that's the Midwest, Midwestern mama in her, which I, I love. <laughs> That is so amazing. That is so amazing. So let's talk about success. So what does success mean to you? And what do you feel was your biggest success? And it can be business or personal related. Um, success. Yeah, success is a personal and a professional thing for me. It's that hype where as long as I know that my two favorite people, which are my grandmother and my mom, if they are proud of me, then I feel good. It, it wasn't until recently where I got 
even more comfortable with people that I don't know personally because I do have a public platform and my profession is public. Like I have some friends, their profession is semi-public, you know, but my, my profession is all the way public. Like I'm on TV, you know, there are millions of people that watch me, you know, live on TV, watch a pre-recorded segment, come back years from something I posted on YouTube from a segment and comment. And I kind of had to get used to that. It felt kind of weird um, at first, but most of the time it's always positive stuff. So I like when people, um, you know, really have an impact off the stuff that I provided. You know, with fashion, I help women dress with confidence. That's my thing, to help them look good, to feel good, to feel confident so that they can go out into the world, whatever their career choice is, whether it's a stay-at-home mom, you know, or they're an astronaut and they, you know, it's a male-driven profession, but they want to be feminine or have like some type of uh, personal style and dress for their body types and their comfort. Mm -hmm. Um, And it took a while for me to pinpoint that, how I could do that for massive, you know, massive women, because as women, you know, we're we're special creatures. So Mm -hmm. I just, I like when people acknowledge and say, you know what, that really, you know, had an effect on me. That really is something that changed my, you know, it's, it's kind of vague to say it changed my life, but some makeovers that I've done on the Dr. I show, when you look at the women now and we're Facebook friends, they're totally, you know, this glam, glamazon person, whether it's jeans and a t-shirt, they're into that jeans and t-shirts. They got the right bra underneath. They're talking about, you know, their shoes. Some of them are even like have their own little Amazon shops now and different things. And, mm-hmm. you know, you you wouldn't have thought when you've met them years ago that that would even be something that they would be interested in. Some of them got married. I mean, it's just different things. And it, it all pinpoint from just a little makeover, you know, something that they took the, the step to do that. So that's kind of really how I garner my success. It, it's something personal and professional to me. And I don't have to, I don't fish for the comments, but it does feel great when people let me know there's something that I contributed to uh, really help to mm-hmm. elevate their lifestyle. You know, that that was the level up before level up was a thing. Um, okay. I just always like when people say that my, my profession um, helped to, you know, elevate them in some type of way. Um, and, and that's personal to me because I work really hard and, you know, Sometimes I don't get to see my family all the time. Sometimes I run late to friends' weddings or I miss their rehearsal dinners um, because I was working or, you know, doing something. So um, I take pride in my work, but it also lets me know that people do appreciate it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, success is not money because money, you know, can be taken away from you today or tomorrow, you know? So you always have to find something that makes you happy is is it's a, like you said, it's the level up because once you reach one level of success, you got to go up to another level. Like, and it just keep going and keep going. You keep smashing these goals and doing all the great things that you love to do. You'll be all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and don't, don't get me wrong, you know, for the listeners, the money, hey, money is important because I am, you know, a black owned business. Mm-hmm. I am a business. And, you know, I have a team, I have a staff um, and I have a life. I, I live in New York, but I also love to travel um, a lot. And money is important, but it does come. I know a lot of times people will hear that. Oh, if you do something you love, the money will come. That is a fact. It is very true. But also if you work really hard at it and you Mm -hmm. take opportunities that align with your beliefs, um, with your brand and opportunities that make sense um, and that are very calculated, the money will accumulate um, because I've, I've had, you know, five figure contracts that have kept the lights on, kept the bills running. And then I've had, you know, 
$100 contracts, but it still made sense to take them because then it leveled me, you know, it leveled the playing field to make me more commercial brand, um, gave me more opportunity, gave me more of a voice um, as an African-American woman, as a curvy woman, as a young woman in her 30s. Like, you know, it has to be calculated as well. But the money, um, I've never lacked. I will mm-hmm. say that I've never, I've never lacked. And when I have thought that I was lacking, I have a huge handbag collection that I rely on to get me through because that is a great investment. Diamonds, fur, and well, I know a lot of people don't believe in fur anymore. That's kind of frowned upon. So we'll just say diamonds and handbags um, are great investments because you can use that as something to barter um, to kind of get you through those rough patch moments um, while you're building your business. Mm, mm, that's a tip you know that's a tip y'all I hope y'all wrote that down yeah I wasn't thinking about that girl <laughs> <laughs> now you mentioned a book now can you tell our um our listeners do you have a current read that you're reading or your top three okay so current read I am um I'm in a prayer group um, and so I had my regular New King James Version Bible which um I, I bought early in the year, uh, which was so interesting enough because I always would use it on my phone. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for my Christians, for my Bible carrying toting Baptist people out there or, you know, whatever, Pentecostal, um, y'all know, you know, they always say, carry, get your Bible, get a real Bible so you can actually feel the pages and read it. And so I had just gotten the new King James version, but in my prayer challenge, um, it's like a real challenge. You can win prizes. So I ended up getting the, um, it's called the, um, what is, it's called the, the life application. It's the NLT, um, version mm-hmm. of the Bible. So that's something I'm currently like reading, um, and really like indulging in. I mm-hmm. try to get into the word every day. And when I don't, I'm, I'm trying to catch up on where I should have been with it. So, um, although that's not necessarily a book for enjoyment, it is a book for edification. And I can't think of, you know, a more important time to know, you know, what God says about me, what he says about me, what he has for me, his benefits for me, so that I can also continue to thrive personally and professionally. So that's something I am reading. But aside from that, I have like two other books that I'm reading. So I like to balance it out a little bit. So I wrote down a couple of books that I'm reading right now. My friend actually just wrote a book. And so this is for all my females out there that, you know, are trying to think of different ways to level up personally. And it also helps you professionally. She has a book called Be the Prize. And so it's a book like a testament of like femininity stuff. So really like just kind of, she's married, has been married for a very long time. They live in Kuwait. And so she has a huge following where people love her for her fashion, for her conservative views. But I love her take on like when she talks about women and our feminine flair. And that really works for me because me being a person that is a style expert that talks about makeovers and stuff, I just enjoy the read. And I also wanted to support her with her book. So um, Be the Prize by Kimberly Postel is really, really great. And you can get that on your Kindle. Um, and also, I think it's going to be available on Amazon by the end of the week. So I've been reading her book. And then there's another one called The Go-Giver. And The Go-Giver is something that's more business and philanthropic combined. Um, so The Go-Giver is a really good book. And I wrote down the authors because I'm like, I never really even pay attention to the authors. <laughs> you know how you peruse and you're like, oh, that sounds like a good book. That's that's more so me unless it comes up as a recommendation. But The Go-Giver is really, really good. So Bob 
Borg and John David Mann, they wrote that book. And so I'm into about the fourth chapter on it. It's not a really big book, but it's really been good. And I had gotten a lot of highlighters from Amazon. So I'm that, I'm that girl too. I'll highlight stuff and put little notes in like the little um, frames and index parts so I can like really apply it to life. Because right now, you know, with all the months of quarantine and different things, I've just really been, you know, solitude with myself. And mm-hmm. so just saying like, how can I better be a better Denise? So um, the Go Giving book is a really good one. Um, and then there's another one called Everything is Figure Outable. <laughs> So I, I really like, yeah, that one, I was like, huh. It, and it, it, it's kind of what the title says, everything is figure outable, but I really like it. The author's a female. Um, she talks about stuff. You know, if you like those self-help, self-reflection, self-elevation, um, books that are going to kind of question your existence, but also be able to tell you how to apply things to your everyday life. That's definitely a book that you could um, you could add to your collection too. So those are my my three that I'm reading along with the Bible. <laughs> I know that's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you can get busy at times. So how do you practice um, self love, self care? Well, I've always been a person that I don't care how busy I am. I'm gonna have a mani pedi and I'm gonna get my 20 minute reflexology massage. Um, I don't know who I'm going to be late for. I don't know what shop is going to stay open late for me with a good tip involved. Um, that's why I regularly go to the same spa places, um, and now spa places. And they're still like my little corner hood spots, but they know, oh, she coming in like a tornado. Oh, she running late, but she still wants that 20 minutes. And she don't want two people working on her at the same time because I can't, I get confused where they're doing my toes, mm. but they want me to reach over with my nails. I still want to enjoy it. <laughs> So, and that's always just been something that relaxes me. Um, you know, I like to stay polished, if, especially if I'm telling other people on how to, you know, look good and feel good. I want to mm-hmm. ultimately do the same thing. So those, that's something that I do. Acupuncture is something that's really great. You know, within the last two years, I've lost about 40 to 50 pounds. Um, and so it wasn't until maybe like this whole year from like 2019 to to 2020 where people noticed it. Um, and then I started to notice it last year around like September. I was like, oh yeah, I lost weight. But other people started to notice to where they would write in and say, Denise, what'd you do? You losing weight, blah, blah, blah. You know, because people will have that, that public platform again to be like, let me ask her publicly. (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. and you know I was just like um you know prayer I I wanted to have a better relationship with food because I love food I'm not gonna stop eating food as one of my friends that's the magazine editor you know a lot of times they have expense accounts so they could take out to eat and she was talking to a photographer and she was like I know even during quarantine she was like I was asking where does Denise put all this food I was like I eat I love to eat So, um, just having a better relationship with food, but, um, acupuncture was really a way to not only fluctuate my thoughts and really kind of, um, center me, it really helped, um, health wise in certain areas. Mm -hmm. So for some people that may have migraines, um, people that have had fibroids or have fibroids, it is something that can help to, um, kind of slow the pace of the growing of the fibroids, but also minimize them as well. So acupuncture, a lot of good Chinese medicine with herbs and different things. Um, Mm -hmm. I try to limit my coffee intake. I, I love a good latte. Um, with something sweet along with it. So, but I drink a lot of tea. Um, so burdock root, turmeric, honey, ginger, lemon balm, 
you know, there's a lot of different teas that I like, and a lot of them are um, not caffeinated um, as well. So they're just natural good teas. And that kind of really helps with my eye color, with my eye whites. Um, it also helps with um, my digestive system, but mm -hmm. it also helps with my appetite and my skin um, because on camera, I wear a lot of makeup and I have acne prone skin. So um, mm -hmm. getting my regular facials, that's the joy for me, even though that's something that is involves with work. But, you know, I'm forever, I, I might get two first facials per month, which, you know, most people, you only probably need a facial like maybe twice a season, you know, or something like that. But right. I'm, I'm always in the facialist uh, chair. <laughs> My friend, Amanda, shout out to Amanda when you hear the podcast. Um, she's one of the best estheticians and skin specialists in New York. And uh, she really keeps me polished and full. So I do that. And then as far as workout, I do Pilates. Okay. I'm not a weight lifter type of person. I don't want to run unless somebody chasing me. Um, <laughs> and then I might have to give up then and say, look, this ain't what you want. I got quick hands. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but Pilates with the reformer um, is really, really good. And that kind of goes back to my visual performing arts days with dance, where it really kind of makes you longer and leaner. Because I know sometimes I meet people and they're like, I thought you were taller than what you were. You look taller in your pictures. I'm like, oh, it's the pose. It's the reformer. It makes your mm -hmm. legs look longer. But yeah, I'm short. Um, so I love doing Pilates. Um, and then just uh, another self-care thing for me is church. You know, if I'm in town, if I'm in New York, I'm at my church in Brooklyn doing some worshiping, doing some work with the church. Um, they do a lot with the community. Um, they do a lot in a church with our women, women's fellowship group. So that's something that's really a self-care moment. And you could also just buy me at brunch. Brunch is a self-care thing for me too. I'm going to have me some champagne. I don't need the mimosa. I order the mimosa without the orange juice. I just want the champagne. <laughs> um, so that's one of my things. And then I also love the water. So if I can be on a boat somewhere, be in somebody's swimming pool, you know, near the ocean, mm -hmm. you know, lakeside. I just love how the calmness of the water uh, really centers me. And it also just, I feel like brings me closer to nature, but then also gives me like appreciation for all the things that, you know, God has done uh, for me and, you know, for the world. So those are my self-care tips. <laughs> yeah, those are really good ones. Those are really good ones. Can you tell our listeners about any upcoming projects or events you may be partaking in? Yes. So I am doing a few things. Um, I always say you can catch me um, on a TV screen or a fitting room near you because I, I have started back traveling just a little bit with, with my local television shows and things. But, um, you know, for the holiday, um, I have a whole bunch of holiday segments coming up. Um, definitely on Fox 29 for local Philly, uh, NBC 10 with Philly Live with Anya Lachelle. Yes. Um, we're going to do some really great holiday moments. Um, and then just working with like, you know, charities and stuff, you know, now we would know what the election is outcome is like with everything. So um, mm -hmm. I just think it's going to be an exciting time. And, you know, as a nation, I feel like we are, uh, we have some grit to us now. So regardless mm -hmm. of what is currently going on, you know, we're, we're fighters, you know, so we, we're still going to make it regardless of whatever is going on. So I'm just excited um, to do some things professionally, but also personally um, with stuff. So yeah, definitely, you know, December is always a booming month for me. Um, mm. So definitely with TV, 
and holiday stuff, you know, and that there may be some in-store events too. So I'll definitely be posting it on Instagram because I'll be excited to see everybody and shop. <laughs> yes, yes. And while you mention Instagram, can you tell our listeners how they can, you know, keep up with you? Yes, absolutely. So um, you can follow me on Instagram at Style Expert Denise. Also Facebook, um, Style Expert Denise Caldwell. And if you're just like, huh, there's this little thing called Google. If you just put Denise Caldwell in, I'll automatically pop up. <laughs> yes. So before we go, can you give our listeners a piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? Yes. When you have vision, you have direction. Um, so, you know, if there's anything that you are thinking about, um, obviously, pray. I always say pray about it. You know, I ask God all the time to give me um, supernatural ideas, um, to give me vibrant vision. Um, and when I have that vision, it gives me direction on what I should do next. Um, and that, you know, is not only in the boardroom, but it's also in, you know, I was, I was going to say the bedroom, but I mean, more like <laughs> your personal life. <laughs> Your personal life so that if there's things that you've been thinking about that you want to, you know, pursue, you know, if, if you've been dating someone and you're thinking that you wanted to go to the next level, um, you know, pray about it. See, see ways how you can really put yourself out there for other doors to open, not just um, in your career and in your finances, but, you know, you want to have abundance in every area and aspect of your life. Um, so I always say, when you have vision, you know, you have direction. And that really sometimes just start with, starts with writing it down, you know, making it plain on what you desire, what your heart's desires are. Um, you know, if, if you wanted to go back and get that degree, go back and get it. You know, if, if you've been thinking that you wanted to have a baby, but you don't have a significant other, there are ways to do that. But you never know, you may do a coffee run and meet the love of your life, you know. So it's all about dressing for the part you want, um, and actually really stepping out there and going to get it. Um, and definitely, ladies, if you're like, I never really tried red lipstick, this is the year to do it. <laughs> Put on that bright color lipstick and go out there and and just the world is your oyster right now, especially for my sisters, uh, women of color. You know, it's so much great things that are in store for us. And I'm just, I'm really excited for what 2021 has in store, mm -hmm. um, but also what this end of this year, you know, because there's a lot of great things that came out of 2020 and a lot of preparation that yeah. we may not have prepared before. But now when you have an opportunity and you're prepared, success definitely will be the outcome. And that's personally or professionally. Yes, I love that. I want to thank <laughs> you so much, Denise, for being on here today. I'm sure our listeners was writing down tips. They was like, let me figure out how to get in contact with this girl because they might need you to start them for something. You have enough. So Absolutely. I'm just so happy that you were on here today. Yes, thanks for having me. I can't wait to hang with you in person. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Ain't none to it. Real one. Ain't none to it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.